mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, have our, our seat. <clears throat> we are welcome here tonight. Just take a moment to say hi to your neighbor. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for today. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, I welcome each and everyone here once again tonight. And uh, I want to appreciate each and every one of us for coming out for, for the word. Amen. Amen. I welcome Kelvin and ID. You're welcome, sirs and mass. You're welcome. Um, today, I guess we just, uh, we'll see, amen. So, but uh, before I continue, I'll just uh, appreciate my wife. Thank you for, for, for helping us and helping us to worship God this, this evening. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So hopefully today uh, I would I would spend less time and before we know it we are on our way home. Amen. Amen. So let's just let's trust God that we'll be we, we'll be able to finish early today. Amen. I'm trusting God seriously that that will be the case. Amen. But we'll go. Amen. We'll see how how the Lord will help us. Amen. So are we ready tonight? Right. Uh, I feel I'll just go to the same chapter we read last Tuesday. So we'll go to Matthew chapter 7. Amen. So we'll go from verse 1. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I read from verse 1. It says, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mood that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote? out of thine eye and behold a beam is in thy own eye thou hypocrite first cast out the beam out of thine own eye and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye give not that which is holy unto the unto the dogs neither cast ye your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you ask and it shall be given you so seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you? Whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, Give good things to them that ask him. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophet. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Straight gate. 
for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many be there which go in there at because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Amen. Amen. So I believe this is the this this is the verse uh, I was hoping to start talking from on Tuesday, but uh, I think we got to verse eleven, and then that's the area that we were able to to really really stay. Amen. Maybe I should. Uh, it's a bit noisy. It was hot a bit, so I just opened it so that I can cool down the room. Or are we cold? Yeah. For some reason, I was feeling hot. Very, very hot. It's okay. But you guys are cold, eh? Okay. We'll manage like that. So. I've closed it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, okay. I don't. It's a long read. I was going to say we read from chapter <laughs> chapter five, <laughs> but no. Uh, Going to be if we read from five, it's going to be a very long read. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm. I'm just trying to uh, give a sense of what Jesus has been saying before we get to, to, sorry, I want to go check the meaning of something here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, okay. Let me read. I know we've been talking about it a bit. Um, I'm also looking so that I don't 
teach beyond that area, but the Lord will help us. Amen. So let me read chapter 4, verse, I'll read verse, uh, verse 14. Right, and this is after the, the temptation of Jesus. So it says, chapter 4, verse 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias, the prophet, saying, the land of Zabulon and the land of Nephtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. I say, and Jesus walking, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee, saw to Brethren, Simon, okay, this is when I began to say, called Peter and Andrew's brother, casting me, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers, and said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So, but I don't want to, you know, go too for that. But then, this way, began to call uh, the disciples. So they started, they started calling them one by one, right? Um, but the thing, what I want to pick from here is in verse 7, right? That said, and Jesus, from that time, that Jesus came out of the wilderness, right? But let me read verse 11. It says, and then the devil leaveth him. That's after he rebuked him. To, like, leave me alone. So it's, and the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zabulon and Nephtali. Right? He came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zabulon and Nephtali. Right? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, The land of Zabulon and the land of Nephtali, by the way, of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Amen. Amen. So, um, this is really talking about what Jesus really is, you know, going to do, right? So they're talking about light, you know, for those that sat in darkness, right, that they saw great light, right? And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. And from that time, when Jesus came, right, out of the wilderness, dwelt in Capernaum, right, he began to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But there was someone that was seeing this before. Right? So this saying is a common saying for those that understand kingdom. Amen. Amen. Uh, 
I don't know if you can find where John began to say. Mm. In, verse, in chapter 3, verse 1, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, it says, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus was also saying in chapter 4, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How many people really declare this saying? John did. Jesus did. Who else? And I, I can't. I don't think there's anybody else. That there was nobody else. There was nobody that declared that. So it tells us that those that declared this, right, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand are those that know the kingdom very well, right? And they know that there's a need for to enter into the kingdom, right? Because they repent you for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is at hand. Is at hand, right? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And they're saying that it's close by. Right? It's close. And of course, John can say that because he grew in a manner with which he could see the kingdom. So he, he was out of all the prophets. Out of everyone born of woman, none is arisen as John. So what, what, what we can also attach to that is that the sight that John had is peculiar. It's, 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 it's not common right, for John to arise or to, to, be ari- to, to have risen. Because when you say to arise or arisen, I mean... He was journeying up, right? And, and we have been talking about uh, developing spiritually and developing upwardly, right? Which is the right development that every believer should have, right? And actually, every believer should be able to get to the point where they can say to themselves, Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, what do I mean by that? Uh, what I mean is that there's a point a, dev- a believer should journey to whereby they can see the kingdom. They can tell the kingdom and they can, in a way, have entrance into the kingdom. Right? Because unless you repent, you may. Why am I saying may? You won't enter. So that repent there is turn. Repent, turn. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? What is needed for entrance is repentance. So repentance means there must be a turning. And repentance also means being forgiven. 
to repent, you have to be, there is some ministration of forgiveness in repentance, right? So when you, unless you repent, you can't enter into the kingdom, right? It's impossible to, to move into the kingdom except repentance is administered to a soul, right? And that repentance, there are all kinds of things around it, right? That repent ye, there are things there. If you want to see what, what, what if you want to know what it means, we have to go to Act 26, see what the Lord said to Paul that Paul will do, right? So we can, we can go there and really see, but just to be able to say one or two things, like I was saying, to, to, to be able to say repent, someone must have grown spiritually, right? So Christianity is not, I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess, you no, know, you see that to be a Christian is a serious business. A serious thing is not, it's not all party and, I say party, Christian party, no? It's not all, it's not all party and, and uh, drinking, you know, it's not, Christianity is, I mean, it's not difficult, but it's serious. Right? We didn't get born again so that, you know, we can just start eating, or, you know, eating bread and butter, so that, you know, because Jesus can butter your bread and sugar your tea. So we're not just born to be eating bread and butter and drinking tea, sipping hot tea in the morning, you know. Christianity is more than that. It's, it's a serious thing. Right? It's a serious thing. That is why we should not play in churches. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be playing with the souls of men because we know that we are all, you know, strong. When I say strong, we are all people that, like I was saying on Tuesday, people that come to church are those that, that need healing. Yeah. Right? That healing needs to be administered. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be a standard of life. Yeah. Right? While we are trying to walk in love, you know, yeah. souls being pastored, but certain things shouldn't be compromised. Yeah. It's the truth about their journey. Yeah. The truth about their life. The truth about their walk with God. Yeah. Right? Christianity is is seriousness with God. So if we are still playing and you know still coming in and out, it means that ah our journey is going to be longer. Because what we are doing is we are we are playing with time that we should redeem. Right? Because the scripture says that uh work circumspectly, not as fool but as wise, right? Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Right, so the Lord wants us to uh, to be able to redeem the time, meaning that every single. We're not saying that you should just bury your head and do nothing else. I mean, if you do that, that's its own good self. If you can do that, that's awesome. Bury your head down and just read your Bible all day. Like, if you can do that, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with it. Right? I would, I would just feel it for us because we know that okay, we have job, we have different things. Okay. Right, but in the truth of the matter is that if not because of all these things, what everybody should be doing is burying our head and just be reading and fellowshipping and just 
trying as much as we can to let God. Which I don't think it is a bad thing to dedicate someone's life. If someone should dedicate their life seeking God, like that song, I spend all my life seeking God. So you know that spending all my life seeking God includes the time that we are going to work too. Just that we know that that one we have to go to work because <laughs> that's, that's a part of our, of our part of our life, right? All those times, but we have to go to work, right? So we are excused. But I'm just saying that. Imagine we have all those times that we could use, but we can't because of things we have to do. So saying we, we spend our life seeking God is not even enough. For us, or let me say, we don't have enough time to do so. So we should cherish every opportunity, right? In the sense that spending time with God shouldn't be, shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be, shouldn't be something too hard to do, right? Why? Because if you love God, it will come by grace. It's is something that, I mean, if my life is all about God, then it won't be difficult to, to find God in everything I'm doing. It won't be difficult to find God, right? Because we should be seeing God in everything we do. Whether I'm going to work, whether if at work I am typing, I should be all, all every single thing I'm, I should be seeing God in there. And when I say that, I'm not saying that I should do everything. Jesus will just appear to you as you are doing everything you are doing. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you should, you should be able to see God in everything you are doing. Be it at work, at home, that there should be an awareness, right? And to be able to see God at work in most of the things that we are doing. Right, so. And most of the time, is I don't know, all these things, sometimes it's just a heart positioning. Of, of these things, amen. So, like I was saying, the we have a we have a lot of work to do. As believers, as Christians, there's a lot of work. I pity for pastors. You know why? Because it's not easy. It's not easy to pastor souls, man. And that is why we should not spend time. We should not waste time in developing souls. We should not spend the church. Church, when it comes to church, church should not play with developing souls. Should not play with developing souls. If if we have not learned Christ yet, then we shouldn't play with giving spirit, Holy Ghost, because that is very essential to believers. And especially if we are going to enter into the kingdom, we need that spirit, right? Because it is the fullness of the spirit that brings about entrance into Christ, right? The season of Christ, without the fullness of the Spirit, it will be difficult to move into that aspect of things. Amen. Amen. So, what am I saying? And if you look at it, we know we have the allocation of the fullness of the Holy Ghost. It's available in a corporate way, but not necessarily an individual level. Right? You know, the Lord, the way the Lord brings things upon the body generally, right? So there is that which he will supply 
right, in a corporate level, and there's that which it will supply in a personal level, right? So it's possible to journey as a body in the Holy Ghost, in Christ, and in everlasting life, right? And it's possible as individuals to also journey in all of that. And, it's, and if you look at the body, now what we have, that corporately what we've moved into is the fullness of the Holy Ghost. The Christ aspect is still what we are still journeying into it. Right? So, the allocation of the Spirit is already available. So, because it's available, it means that every believer can access that allocation. It's possible we don't, each individual in their journey may not have the fullness, but they can journey into the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Right? As they continue to be filled by the Spirit, they can journey to the point where they are full of the Holy Ghost, right? That allocation is already there. Amen. Amen. So, it's, it's very important to, to give ourselves to the Spirit. So, in the, in the body, we shouldn't play with teaching Spirit. Having the culture of Word and Spirit, that thing we should do as much as we want to, right? So, and when you hear word, culture and Spirit, you think, you know, Perhaps every single time I spin word, it's just Bible that will be coming out of my mouth. Yes, that would be awesome. But it's not just about that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's in building, it's in raising, right? Understanding, knowing what we, what we are doing is quite important, right? So it's not something we would, would play with when it comes to journeying spiritually, right? So we should grow, we should arise. By the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, we should be journeying. We should be journeying into, into God, right? Upwardly. Praise the Lord. So let me, let me quickly, as I was saying earlier, right? I said, um, John started saying, repent ye, right? Um, and John has developed. Nobody could say repent ye but John. I think the other part where you would hear repent ye is in Isaiah. Right? The prophet prophesying. Let me see. I don't know if I can if I can uh, if I can find it. Amen. Let me see if I can. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this chapter 3. Okay, this chapter 3. Mm. Amen.
Praise the Lord. I think, I think it was Isaiah that prophesied. Okay, let me see if I can. find it now. says, repent. The voice crying in the wilderness. Amen? Okay. Let me see if I can find it in Isaiah. Left Isaiah. Okay. Right. So. Aha. So what Isaiah said in forty-three. Let me read from what verse two. Says, Speak ye comfort comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her, that our warfare is accomplished, that our iniquity is pardoned. For she had received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Right? Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. Uh -huh. um, Isaiah did mention the voice crying. Well, I remember that Isaiah mentioned but it didn't really say repent, right? But it says, prepare ye the way of the Lord, right? Um, and the voice in the wilderness that was preparing the way of the Lord also was John, right? Because John was, was a preparer of the way too, right? Preparing the way for Jesus, right? And we can see it in this Matthew 3. Right, that he was saying, "Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." That was his voice, right? That was him. That's the voice in the wilderness, crying, "Prepare ye!" So, "Repent ye!" The, uh, "Repent ye!" For the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? And then Jesus. Now notice that after John died, or after well, let me not say he died. After John was put into prison. Jesus now picked up the saying. Say, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Almost like, it's almost like a relay. Take the baton. So the moment John left the, I mean, John is already done preparing the way. The preparer was done, right? But the preparer knows about the kingdom of heaven. That's why he's saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? And that kingdom of heaven is not just for the Jews. It's for both the Jews and the Gentiles, right? The kingdom of God is, 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 the, is, is the main thing in the heart of Jesus. It's one of the main things, right? In his heart. I know it was coming to you know, save us, you know, die in him, but 
one thing that was in his heart is to bring men to see and to enter into the kingdom. Right? So Jesus began to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, and the kingdom of heaven here is also the kingdom of God. Right? So you can say the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God, which you can break into the kingdom of Christ and of God. Right? So the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of Christ and of God, which we begin to see in the epistles later. Right? Um, I think the in, in the Colossians, right? We saw it is it a typification in there where it began to let us know about the kingdom. Also in the book of Revelation, I believe uh, we began to see that the kingdom of God is is of Christ and of God, right? So there is there is two. Um, In the kingdom of God, there is the kingdom of God is 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 arrayed or is arranged in two, of Christ and of God, and there's a reason for that, right? Because it is the kingdom of Christ that can bring you to the kingdom of God, right? If if you don't have Christ, forget about the kingdom of God. So, because the kingdom of Christ is also a preparation to move men into the kingdom of God, and these things are things we must know and journey into. Amen. Amen. Um, okay, I know. I know we know most of these things, so that's why I'm, you know, saying that. And if somebody is hearing this for the first, I'm not. I'm not too sure. You know, they can ask questions, right? That's one. And also, I think I'll just read. Um, let me see if I can just speak. A verse quickly, and just read it so that we can see there that I'm, I'm. I'm also not just picking it from my head. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so Revelations. I don't usually see them. Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. And Lord, if you if you know the verse quickly, can let me know so I can quickly join in there. Amen. Amen. Sorry for I just have to take my time, sorry. I'm going to close early. I trust God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. There's one I know, but I don't always. Huh? Yeah, that one too. I think that one actually, okay. Let me see if I can. So there's one. Ah, it's like this. I to get my old Bible. Sorry? Okay, Revelation 11 15. Let's read that first. It's on that one that. Uh, okay, let's read 11 15. Revelation 11 15, right? Okay. It says, The kingdom of this world, right, have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And it shall reign forever and ever. Amen. That's the back. Okay. Okay. So we have. Uh, so there's a reason why I'm looking for a particular one. But if not, I'll just read this uh, verse. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, I don't, always, this is Ephesians 5. I don't know why it doesn't always come to mind, but I know, I, I know it's there. Ephesians 5 5. Okay. And then that Revelation 11. 15, right? So Ephesians 5, chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. Well, let me read from verse 5. Say, For this ye know that no warmonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater, or who survived, say, at any inheritance. In the kingdom of Christ, right, and of God. So the, the scripture didn't make a mistake for saying kingdom of Christ and of God. And it's, not, it's not like they're just qualifying or explaining the other one, no. Saying that there is the, is, is the kingdom of Christ and of God is two. And those two are what we refer to as the kingdom of heaven. Okay? They are the kingdom of heaven. They are, they supersede the kingdom of this world. So, after seeing this, then that Revelations 11.15 will not be clearer because they use the word, the kingdom of our Lord, right? The kingdom, 11.15, let's read it. And of is Christ, right? 
So the Lord has a Christ. Right? The kingdom. Revelations. Sorry, this is my new Bible. So it, it's, it doesn't... It doesn't respond to me like the other one responds. When I flip it like this, there's a way that one responds. It goes away. It goes to. She's like, my finger is just learning this one. <laughs> so just bear with me. It's a new Bible. <laughs> so I'm getting used to it. That one, what should I do like this? It just knows. She knows where I'm going. It just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. Amen. So, 11.15, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms, you see? Mm-hmm. Kingdoms of this world. Because the worldly kingdom, too, they are not just one. You notice they use the word S, kingdoms. So, it's not one. The kingdoms of this world, they are not one. Because the kingdom of this world have many kingdoms in it, right? And that is why they they separated for us, right? In Ephesians chapter 6, where they began to tell us that uh, for we are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. So rulers of darkness of this world. They have they are so those ones they are all kingdoms in there. They have they have their own kingdom too. They are they are they are separated into cadres. So each of those each of their dominion is where they have the the, the rule of their life, or you can call it their own kingdom too. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. It's like I'm just starting, so I think we have just started, right? We've not said too much. Have we? Did we say much yet? And it's almost an hour. Wow. <laughs> I know that there are okay, so so it's a different thing. When when we are just preaching, right? We can quickly preach in thirty minutes and go. Because it's just preaching. Right, preach, blessed, we are excited, and then we'll go home. But to be honest, if you want to teach the Bible, 30 minutes is not enough. That's the truth of the matter. 30 minutes is not enough. Right? Because if you want to, pre- no, no preaching is teaching, and teaching are not the same. So we want to preach. When you are preaching, there's energy to quickly say what you want to say. Grace, say it, finish it, land it. So that our blessing will go home. Amen. But the Lord has given us the responsibility to teach His Word. So it's more about teaching than just you know, preaching, right? Sometimes you can see elements of preaching in there, but most most of or what we do really is teach, right? And when teaching, uh, it's to solidify scripture, understanding, doctrine, right, within us, so that we, we know what is inside the word, right? And you notice, I mean, most of the time, I, I, I'm usually faster, but God is helping me to be slow now. 
I'm slow. I'm not rushing, 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 rushing. When I'm rushing, it's probably towards the end because I want to quickly say so that we can go, right? But since we still have some time, and again, uh, I'm, I'm mindful. Hopefully by 9.30, latest, we should be done. So that's about 45 minutes. The Lord will help us. And I can finish earlier than that, right? So I just wanted to, to establish this thought. Mm -hmm. So we need to teach these things. And if you keep teaching that, you notice we've been talking about this kingdom thing for some time, right? Mm -hmm. It's because heaven is still around that. One of the things that I know is that they want to ensure that when you hear kingdom, there's a way our soul should react to it. Right? Kingdom. The moment we hear kingdom, our sense should switch, right, from whatever we are predisposed to think kingdom is, right? Part of what the Lord is doing, right, is making sure that wherever we are, I know all of us, we hear kingdom, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, but sometimes it can be like a passing, we know it, but it's a passing knowledge, but we will teach it and keep teaching it until the Lord fully solidified this thing in our heart. Such that when you hear kingdom, nobody needs to tell you what kingdom is. The moment you hear kingdom, you can associate it quickly to spiritual development. Not going to establish a big company. Not going to establish a, a earthly dominion. Right, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> doesn't mean I mean you can establish company, do all those things, but we know that all those things they are not necessarily the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? God can make use of the company, right? Maybe because funds from there, God can make use, but all those things they are not kingdom. If the Lord even allows somebody to prosper and they establish a company, mm -hmm. and because you are using the money to fund the things. It does not necessarily mean that you are establishing kingdom when you are working for the kingdom. That's different. Perhaps the Lord just, the Lord allowed, it's like, you know, when angels come and they want to make, they can touch different, different things to make provisions, right? So, we know clearly that God can make use of those things, but those things in themselves, they are not the kingdom. Right, and maybe doing well in those areas does not mean we are doing well in the kingdom or we are moving the kingdom forward. The truth of the matter is that you can't move kingdom forward. It's the kingdom that needs to move you and me forward. Forward and upward. Our forward is upward. So the kingdom is what moves us because we have to grow in the kingdom of God, right? Mm -hmm. The same way you have, see all those principalities, powers, as they were, they are arrayed, right? Those also, when you move into heaven, right, you see that the Lord also, God has also typified the kingdom. The way God did it is such that if you move to the earth, you should see kingdom. If you move to the heaven, you should be seeing kingdom, Right? And on earth, he made it even a lot more clear 
by using Israel to typify and establish a shadow of what we can call kingdom. The kingdom of God is just God has explained it to us in Exodus, Numbers, right? God has explained all those things in Exodus. When he told Moses how to build the tabernacle, and then he told Moses how Israel should dwell around the tabernacle, the Lord was establishing a kingdom. Amen? Amen. Are we here? Yes, sir. Okay. Let's journey together. So, we see that the Lord has... Uh, is there a reason why that place is dark? Eh? I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, in case, is there a reason why? Okay, sorry. Sorry for the distraction. All right, so, the... We read the Revelations 1, 11, right? Revelations 11, 15. I want to say that the kingdom of the kingdoms of this world, so it's not just one kingdom, it's many kingdoms of this world. So inside this world, you have kingdoms ruled by evil spirit, and they have their each have their own, let's say, um, they have their own realm of operation, right? So. Devils, it was devils, you know, devils, devils are not, devils is not dev, the devil, right? Devils are demons, little, little demons, evil spirit, right? So when you, as you are reading, you can tell, right, like the man of Gadara, he has devils, legion inside of him, right? So you have devils. Satan is the devil, and devils, little, little devils, right? Mm -hmm. They are, like I said, uh, demons that possess men, all those are just tiny, tiny demons here and there. And you can see in Revelations, uh, I'm just saying this quickly, right? Because I, I know that this kind of thing, sometimes we need to explain it a bit, right? But I think, it's, I think this should be enough, right? Is there a need to ex expand it? Right? Because, I mean, it's, 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 it's good. I mean, we can understand it quickly like that, right? So, but let me read scripture. Revelations 18, right? In verse 2, it says, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Is fallen and has become the habitation of devils. Right? Devils. Those are tiny, tiny demons. And the hold of every foul spirit. The hold of every foul spirit. And a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Mm -hmm. So unclean and if those ones, they are birds. They fly. So they are not the same as devils, right? Mm -hmm. They are not the same as foul spirit. And they are not the same as hateful. Sorry, they, the, the hateful birds, they are 
they are more than a foul spirit or devils, right? So, but we have Satan, the devil, right? We have Satan, the devil. Uh, let's let me see if I can. I just I just have to. I'm reading scripture so I can uh, clarify the difference, right? So, habitation of devils. We have that, and then in Revelations, mm, verse nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. I said, called the devil. Revelations 12, verse 9. Yes, it says, and the great dragon was cast out. Right? That old serpent called the devil. And you see, they help us to clarify that with a capital D. They're telling you that this is the guy. The devil. But when they're telling us about devils, they, they, they are small letters, right? Mm-hmm. So they are small guys. Mm-hmm. But this one with a capital D, you see, is the, is the guy. is the devil. Yeah. So that's Satan, the devil. Right, which deceived the old the old world, which is so Satan the devil is is uh, is the one that set the the different kingdoms in the world, right? Just but the kingdoms of this world is summarized the kingdom of the of this world, so. The world is a kingdom on its own, right? We have kingdoms, right? The kingdoms of this world, I mean the kingdoms in the world, a worldly kingdom propagated by evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's like that, because Satan always copies God, is a copycat. He, Satan copied it from somewhere. He copied it from how God set up his kingdom. Right? So Psalm 103 tells us, Bless, say the Lord has set his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Right? <laughs> so his kingdom, God's kingdom, ruleth over all other kingdoms or every other thing created and uncreated. Right? And he, rule, he ruleth over all. Right? So the kingdom of God. Okay. Ah, I have to be careful of what I say in the sense that I don't want to say something that will take me another 30 minutes to explain before we... <laughs> before we, I'm hoping I can just quickly say this thing. And <laughs> so, I think I've explained that aspect of, of kingdoms, right? So the kingdoms um, of this one. Then we have the kingdom of God. Right? Let's not forget... Say, uh, that John was saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? And I'm explaining that that kingdom of heaven is not just one, one kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
right? Which we see in Revelation 11, right? Telling us that it is the kingdom, right? Of our Lord and of his Christ, right? So the kingdoms, so, uh, so the kingdom of this was have uh, become the kingdoms of our Lord, right? Our Lord, that Lord there is the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of our Lord, which is the kingdom of God, right? And of his Christ. So there is the kingdom of is Christ, and there's the kingdom of our Lord, right? So, hopefully it's clear. Right, so, what that is saying is that we have the kingdom of heaven, right? Which is the kingdom of Christ and of God, right? Or the kingdom of our Lord and of is Christ. And there's a reason why they say is Christ, right? Because is Christ is the preparer of him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the kingdom of is Christ, it is is Christ. So is Christ is the one that would allow us to move into the kingdom of God. So the the, the kingdom of our Lord needs the kingdom of is Christ. Not because he's weak, because we need it. We need it, you and I, we need the kingdom of his Christ because that is what will prepare you and me for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So we, are, we see clearly now that this kingdom of heaven now, imagine if it is like that, then I mean, there are things in there right, that we need, to, we need to learn. This kingdom, we need to learn, we need to understand what they are. So if it is the kingdom of, imagine, just imagine the language with which they are saying them, the kingdom of Christ and of, and of God, the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Does that sound like going to you know, buy a whole land, let's say the whole Winnipeg now, and you own it, let's say you know, we now own all the land. Does that look like that? Does that, this kingdom, does it, is it sounding like that? Okay. Is it sounding like somebody overtaking a company, right? Let's say a, belie- a believer growing in a company and grew to be the top official, let's say a top uh, uh, board member or director. Is that the kingdom of God, right? Or is the kingdom of God um, going into, let's say, the the we have different industries. Let's say the tech industry or the health industry or the law the law, law industry, uh, is it industry we call it, but the law, let's say the law, let's just say law industry, right? The engineering world, is it any of, any of the major, major, major industries in this world, is it Christians becoming like top official and top people there? Is that, is that what they call the kingdom? No, that can't be. Is this even sounding like that? It's not sounding like that. It doesn't sound like any of those things. Because the kingdom of God is more than material things or name, somebody or name or having an edge on earth. 
No. Everything about and, and and I like the way the scripture put it. It says it is the kingdom of heaven. I mean that kingdom is of heaven. That kingdom is of heaven. Meaning that that kingdom is made up of heaven, heavenly things. Not bringing heavenly things, downgrading them to our carnal life. No. It is the kingdom of heaven. Meaning that it has to stay heavenly. But because it is heavenly, you know, we can also revert back to the idea that tells us because we are in the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, the spiritual rules over the natural. Therefore, we are ruling. We have to rule from there here. That's not, that's not it. And you can't rule in the kingdom of heaven by claiming or by mouth. No. They are, they are already telling us the manner in which you can interact with the kingdom. First, you must repent. So you now realize that this kingdom matter is not you carry our own lust and pride and all those things and then using it to drive kingdom things. No. The kingdom of God has nothing to do with having a, a earthly. When I say earthly, I'm talking about things in the natural like government, um, or like hospitals, industry, companies, right? No, those are the things we were taught. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but that's just me. That's, those are the things I knew when I was growing up about. So we talk about expressing kingdom authority, expressing kingdom life. What I can interpret it or what I was, what was being taught and what I can interpret what was being taught is that somehow your life as a child of God needs to bubble, right? Needs to bubble either by becoming the best in your field or in your company or amongst your peers, right? If none of that, either we establish a big auditorium. If not big, maybe you have multiple auditorium. You can have multiple locations, when all those things are happening, we can have a sense that we are moving the kingdom for the kingdom of God has been established. No, it's not by that. It is by growing. You want, you want the kingdom? Then there's one thing you must do, grow. In growing, you will repent. You want the kingdom? Grow. You want to establish the kingdom life? Grow. You want to smell what the kingdom life looks like? Develop upwardly. Keep developing. Keep growing. Keep moving upward. Don't be angry with me. Uh, it's, uh, yes, it is, the Lord wants to remove every earthly passion and replace it with heavenly passion. In case maybe somebody look at me today and like, what do you mean? Are you, do you want us to be you know, earthly useless and uh, heavenly conscious? Yes. You should be earthly useless and heavenly conscious. You know, they want to guilt trip us in that, with that statement. That statement is Satan. But in saying that, that doesn't mean that believers won't have anything to do with the natural. That doesn't mean believers won't go to school. It doesn't mean believers won't get a job. It doesn't mean believers won't do well. 
right? It just means that believers should be careful about the kind of ambition that they have. Believers should be careful with that. So Christianity, Christians, we, we are not born again so that we can make money. You're not born again so that you can be the best in your field. You know, sometimes when we are best, you know, they say, how are you best? It's God, it's God. We know it's God. But that is God is God. It's like saying, ah, thank God I'm here. Why? Because there is a, there's a joy from within that says, ah, I'm here. They re- Finally, they recognize me. Some of us will even give testimony. You know, before I was here, they didn't even look at me. But the Lord raised me. When I came back, I didn't need to talk. I just came, put my card. Remember they saw my card? Ah! They, they, they didn't even ask me questions. They started, they started taking care of me, treating, treating me like a VIP. You see, money talks, man. You don't have you know, you know, you'll be, those kind of conversations. There's something it is pointing at. Is that it's almost elevating earthly status. Right? Yes, is there anything wrong in having money? No. Is there anything wrong in being respected? No. But if we are happy, right, that we are being respected because we have money, uh, we, should, we should rethink, okay, what exactly does Christianity mean for us? Right? This thing called kingdom must be clear in our mind. It must be clear. It must be really, 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 really clear. So that we know what we are doing as Christians, as a child of God, or as children of God, we should know what we are doing. We should know that our life should not be, should not be driven by the passion of men. Our life should not be driven by worldliness or worldly lust. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, thank God for, for this. It's already ah, time. So, I'll try as much as possible to start rounding up. Amen. So, let me read from Matthew chapter 4 again, verse 17. So, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, it said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And like I said, John said it before Jesus started saying it. And like I was saying, John grew and he knew about the kingdom. Right? And Jesus also knew about the kingdom. Right? What they asked Jesus at some point, he was telling them that because it was, it was after John was taken, right? They came later and they asked him, yes. And then, ah, well, I think, let me, I think it's good to read it. Or, it's good to read it, but I don't have time. But I think we have a little bit more time. Amen. What Jesus answered and said that, uh, what do you want to look for? Say, a reed shaken by the wind. Hmm. So these ones, you can't find them in the window. They are found. So these ones, you don't find them in the palace. Right? What's happening? I think my phone is 
sorry. A man uh, I don't think it's uh sorry? Mm. Is it? So Matthew eleven seven says, "I'm blessed." Okay, let's read this. I'm blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, "What went ye out into the wilderness to see?" A reed shaken by the wind, so shaken with the wind. So, but what went she out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses, right? Mm-hmm. But what but what went ye out for to see? A prophet, yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. So, Amen. So, John, John was not carrying the manner of earthly dominion. Right, because when you are thinking about earthly dominion, you see that's why, that's what you see. You say, "What are you going to look for?" A man in, in good raiment. So we mean where 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 a badang, where cap and where neck and then hold shekere, or stay hold it, right? Those ones you find them in kings' palaces, but this one is a prophet, yea, more than a prophet, right? So John. In a way, in a manner, did not carry earthly sense of dominion because they are thinking they are looking at heavenly, heavenly dominion or heavenly kingdom. So John knew, right? I'm just watching a bit here. So John knew about, uh, or let me say, John was in a way had a sense of the kingdom of God, right? And then he began to tell me, repent, repent. It's more like that's, that's John's baptism, right? Even though John was telling them, repent, repent, repent for the kingdom of God, he's just preparing the way for Jesus, right? Because if you look at it later, it's all those men that John baptized. Those were the ones that were also following Jesus later. Pretty much they were prepared for Jesus, right? Most they followed, kept following Right, prepared. They were prepared. Jesus took them. He was now teaching them. So, when Jesus picked up the the kingdom saying from John, what did Jesus started doing? He began to teach concerning the kingdom. Jesus was not teaching people to be born again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because even at that time, there's no provision to be born again. Right? Even if you're born again, you are born again then. 
you have to wait for Jesus to die and resurrect so you can get born again again. You understand? Right? Why? Because you must believe that he died and he rose up from the dead. You can't remove that out of your belief as a child of God. Right? You just need to believe. There must be. You must believe in his son. Right? You must believe in Christ. You must believe in Jesus. If you are to believe in Jesus, you must also, that means you must recognize his death and resurrection. You must recognize that. Right? You can't just say, I believe in Jesus, and then say, no, Jesus did not. I don't care about Jesus is dying. Ah, no, no. What are you now? What? Uh, we are preaching to you. What are we now preaching? Yet, there must be, there must be a belief in that. Amen. I'm trying to round up soon. Amen. So, it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is a heavenly kingdom which have heavenly substances, which have heavenly resources. Everything about the kingdom, right, has to be heavenly. Right, it has to be heavenly. There are some thoughts coming to me, but because of time, I don't think I'm going to talk too much about them. Right? But one thing that is clear, if, if we are able to just understand the difference between the kingdom of heaven that we used to think and what it is, we are good. Right? But however, like what the Lord is saying to us and has been saying to us is concerning entrance into that kingdom. The Lord has been talking to us concerning it. But I just said, let me talk about it a bit to make it clear that the kingdom of God, right, the kingdom of heaven is not something that we should treat trivially. It's not something that we should just as children of God, you know there's a way you can just, oh, they talk about kingdom, and then we just talk about it with our idea. Right? Maybe some of us never even thought about what the kingdom of God is for years. We just have an idea because we are born again. Oh, the kingdom of God, right? People are going to heaven now. Right? You go to heaven and as, as a, once you get born again as a child of God, right? you are no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but in the kingdom of his dear son. Right? But that is partially true. Why? Because your spirit is in the kingdom. But your soul and your body needs to move there. If not, it is incomplete. The man is not in the kingdom. Which is funny. Your spirit can be in the kingdom, but your soul is not. If not, they won't be saying there's a need for the salvation of the soul. So when you get born again, what's saved, right? Because Paul, sorry, Peter, James, this is James, was talking about the salvation of the soul, right? Receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. And who he was talking to were not unbelievers. Why would he be telling believers the word of God is able to save your soul? They are believers. So it means that believers need to go through salvation of the soul. Right? 
which it is through the process of coming into that salvation that a soul gets to enter into the kingdom. In the, they have to. You have to enter into the kingdom. The kingdom where your, your spirit is, you must journey there. The life inside your spirit must find expression in your soul. Right? So, we keep, when we get born again as a child of God, give our life to Christ, what, we begin to, what needs to begin to happen to that soul is that that soul needs to begin to do things pertaining spiritual development. Keep growing. Keep growing. Our earthly life is just a... How do I put it? It's not, it's not the main reason for giving our life to Christ. Yes. So when we give our life to Christ, right, we can start saying that Jesus I will take care of me, uh, my house, my car, my husband, my wife, I will get husband, I will get wife, I will marry, you know, God will help me with my business, all those things. That's not the reason for getting born again. No. In short, right? The main reason is such that a man will be saved. Once you get born again, what we are doing is we are kickstarting the process of salvation. When we get born again, We've been saved in our spirit. Now the process of salvation in the soul is beginning. So they now begin to do a lot of work upon that soul to bring the soul to where the spirit is. A lot of work is going on. Putting the spirit, right? Getting the Holy Ghost, right? And then being filled, being filled, and being filled, being filled. And I believe when they say we are being filled with the spirit, what they are feeling is our soul. Because your spirit is already full. Right? So they, they need to keep pouring Holy Ghost yeah. in the soul. Right? And then the scripture is talking about pouring old wine in new wine skin. Right? <laughs> so I will know that that wine skin they're talking about is our belly. When I say belly, it's our soul. It's the soul of man that they are referring to. Meaning that they need to pour new wine into that belly. Right? They need to pour Holy Ghost afresh. Yeah. Keep pouring. Part of that is to ensure that that man is heavenly tuned. Is that man is desiring heavenly things. I know it might seem like, you know, so when you're hearing this, be like, what does that look like? Be practical. Don't worry. That practical one, when, they are, when everyone arranges it for you, you yourself, you say, maybe I should have stayed in just theory. Yeah? <laughs> Because, because, see, you get practical. You get it's just time to learn it. Practical is on the go. It's like you are in the lab. You know, you don't get when you want to do practical. Most of the time, you don't get to know what you are going to do until you get to the lab. Well, I mean, in some engineering class, we already have the manual ahead of time, so you can pick and. But even at that, you have no clue what you are going to do. But when you land in the lab, you know, oh, so all these things I say we should do. So this is the apparatus, and so this ah. Wow, practical is going to come. Practical is by understanding, right? When you begin to do practical to understand, how does, what does heavenly thing look like? First of all, they want to get us to desire them first. Yeah. When you desire them, then you can start receiving them. Then you can now know what heavenly things look like, what they taste like, what they feel like. Heavenly discovery is is what the soul is designed to discover. 
your soul can discover heavens. The things that you want to know about the kingdom, eh? your soul can interpret it when you begin to experience them. And then when you get it, your soul will tell you, yes, this is it. This one is heavenly. This one is sweet. But in summary, what you see, what you begin to identify within your soul is actually pleasures. You begin to identify heavenly pleasures, spiritual pleasures that it says on the right hand, right? There are pleasures on the right hand forevermore, right? There are those kind of, you begin to smell those kind of pleasure. Now then begin to discover that, ah, there are places our soul can journey to in the spirit and engage and see pleasure, right? Much more better than pleasures in the natural. Amen. Much more precious than pleasure in the natural. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? I'm just talking a little bit about the kingdom and, you know, but let me go further. Uh, let me move to uh, verse uh, chapter 5. I think I've explained uh, my thought earlier, right? Saying that John knew about the kingdom. He grew. But one thing about John is that with all the development of John, John, right, couldn't enter into the kingdom. John is by the gate, right? Because they said to us that of all men, right, none is as risen as John, right? But Jesus was not telling us that the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Right? That's where I'm coming from. So the least in the kingdom is greater than John. It means that even though John knew about the kingdom, knew about the entrance, but according to the allocation that he had, he couldn't talk about entrance into the kingdom. Right? He couldn't talk about it. The person that began to talk about entrance into the kingdom was Jesus. Jesus, because Jesus had more allocation than just knowing and seeing the kingdom. Jesus was in the kingdom. Jesus grew into entering into the kingdom. He entered the kingdom, then he began to grow in the kingdom. Then he grew up to Christ's kingdom, even more than that. So what happened is that Jesus grew back to God. Amen. So he became man. God became flesh. And then grew back to God. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, was, Jesus is, a, is a masterpiece. Growing back. Imagine just the technology of growing back to God. Nobody had that manual. It's only Christ that came to now show us that, you see, man can actually grow to God. First, man can grow back to be Adam. Right? See, I grew back to be Adam. They say you can grow beyond that. You can grow into God. Meaning, what Adam failed at, even though we, man are falling, you can journey back to that state and even journey further than that. And if you are wondering, Adam, let's not just, you know, over just, uh, let's not just make Adam useless, right? Because he sinned. If you want to know Adam's state, his state, just go back to Genesis and begin to look at 
what he did. Imagine naming animals. And when I say name animals, it didn't just call them hippopotamus and monkey. Adam was the designer of their person. He designed what they would be like, what they would look like, what they would do. That is why the moment he sinned, it affected animals too. Right? Because it's out of him. What was in all those animals, right? There's something inside of him connected to that. No wonder the Man, the creation will, man, will await the manifestation of the sons of God, right? It would take sons of God to correct, to correct that that thing that has been tampered with in nature. I want to talk about about sons of God. I'm not talking about people that just came and can can call fire from heaven. You know, it says who are the sons of God? People that can pray and heal the sick, raise the dead. No, those are not the sons of God. They are talking about sons of God in nature. Why? A newborn believer can call fire from heaven. Right. So these are the sons that will follow them that believe they shall, you know, heal the sick, lay on the things, they shall be made whole, right? They shall speak with other tongues, right? All those things. And then if you have Holy Ghost, I mean, raising the dead, it can happen. It can happen because you lay hands on the sick, right? The dead can be considered as the sick. Right? So it's possible. Right? And those, those are the class that Jesus was saying that. Why callest thou me Lord, Lord? Right? So we, we hear the sick, we cast out demons in your name. I said, no, don't call me Lord, I don't know you. So it's possible to do plenty things and still not know God. See that aspect of knowing, that's what is essential. That's what's, that's what's important for believers. One of the things that I began to realize as I was growing up spiritually is that just going to church, serving in church is not enough to know God. When it comes to knowing God, there's, there's something much more than just, for you to know God, God needs to begin to open his world to you. Not just Holy Ghost, race, you know, pray, healing, not just all that. All that will do, yes, thank God. But knowing God is much more deeper than that. And I began, I was seeking God, I was seeking God. And I realized, ah, knowing God is, is a deeper thing. The first glance and sense of me knowing God came when I moved into the world of revelation. And not just revelation about just Bible talking about, oh, this was revelation. When Bible begins to reveal the person of God, the person of Jesus, his nature, his, his wisdom, his life. The scripture began to open, it began to explain creation to me. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I begin to journey in thought, right, to before creation. I'm like, no, 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 no. This, this kind of thing has to, be by, has to be by the power of God. Now, what enables this has, has to be the wisdom of God in itself, Right? Without, without Christ, it's impossible to know those things. My mind, my, my mind began to open into the spiritual realm, into the world of the spirit. I began to perceive angels, know them. When they are around, their manner, their way, I'm like, ah, ah. No, so there's something like this in the spirit. Angels are no longer strange. God began to open me up into his world. And then I knew that no, no, this is something different here. This is not, this is not just you know being a Christian, being powerful. And, no, no, no. This is just 
you've been opened up into God's world. No, not many people can, as Christians, you know, Christ, many Christians don't even, don't even have a glimpse or clue of angels or, or have, have any sense. You know, most of the time we just go pray, you know, pray and hope for the Lord, they don't even know angelic ministrations. As I begin to read my Bible, all of a sudden I will know an angel. An angel is here. The angel will begin to talk about scripture. And as the angel is talking about scripture, the, the world of God will begin to open. And the more they talk about it, the more I know, and the deeper I sense about the things of God. I knew that, Kai, I don't know anything about God. I need to know more. I need to know more. I began to just to keep going. But one thing that was clear is that they just they opened the world of the spirit and the world of God to me. I began to learn new things. I began to learn angelic wisdoms. I began to learn who they are. And it has been there in scripture. I remember one time I began to open Psalm 103. And as Reverend was teaching, the thing began to open. And as, as they were opened, I began to experience those the ministrations of those angels. It's almost like the Lord is trying to give me proof that this thing you are hearing is not ordinary. Then filled with moves of the spirit, tongues and interpretation. As tongue is coming, I'll begin to perceive the interpretation. As they are interpreting, I know what they are going to say. As they say a word, the next word will come to me, I know that's the next word. They will say it. As they are saying that the next word will come, that's the next word. And they'll say, and as all that was happening, the Lord was giving me experience of a new world. I began to experience the realm of the spirit more. I began to, and to receive more of the feeling of the spirit. I began to come much more full of the spirit. Why? What's happening? Because things of the kingdom is beginning to move things around me. The Lord had an intention. What's the intention? Is to open up the world of his kingdom to me. There's no way, even though what you want to learn is Christ and his kingdom, there's no way they will open that word to you. They won't tell you about things in that area. You know, angels are not just there for, for, for participate. No, there's what they are doing there. There's a, way, there's a reason why the Lord set them. So there's a reason why the Lord now began to open the knowledge of angels. I begin to learn them. There were different, different things about angelic realm that people are teaching these days. And when you hear it, you know that that thing is wrong. Why? Because it's even it's clear. It's, and when you when you see, when you hear it, sometimes you can tell some people have read all kinds of books that is not Bible. But one thing I was that I'm I'm just saying I'm ending now is that you need to enter in into the kingdom. The, God needs to open you up into the world of the kingdom. Then the things of the kingdom will begin to flow to you and me. That's just what I'm saying. Kamisa fina kalia eminata helminta aiten entrance 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 oh enter Entrance, yes, we will open it to you. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. We will open the world of God to you. Oh, miate vini hilia masika niata kamia sapina mata is your inheritance. Sami mata, the Father wants to give it to you. The Father 
as purpose in his heart to give it to you. So we have come to open you up into that world. We have come to open you up into that realm. We have come to begin to administer entrance to you. So you will know the things of the kingdom. You will see the things of the kingdom. We will appear to you. We will make ourselves known to you. Oh, me Ali Ali, we will initiate you. It's an initiation. It's an initiation to open you up into our world. To open you up into our how can you know us if we don't tell you things about us? How can you know we are here if you don't know we are here? How can you know that we are the things you should know if all you know about the kingdom are earthly things? So we are bringing earthly, we are bringing heavenly things as against earthly things. We are bringing heavenly things to you to open, open this world to you, to open this realm to you, to make it accessible to you. Oh, desire the kingdom. Desire the kingdom. We will make it clear. We will make you accustomed to the kingdom. We will make it normal to you. It won't be strange to you no more. It won't be strange to you. It will be normal. It will be normal to you. You will know the kingdom. You will know. You will know the kingdom. You will be opened up to the world of the kingdom. Say the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Mm. They want to open it up. I know they are already opening it up. It's a, it's a spiritual impartation. It's an impartation to open us, open our heart up. I'm not, I'm not, today's teaching is not, is more of an impartation and an initiation. Yes. And we'll begin to see the fruit of these things, even in days to come, in times to come. If you desire spiritual things, if you desire to know more about God, it's, it's there, it's there. It's, it will open to you, yes. It will make you spiritual. It will make you more spiritual. We are saying these things so that you can believe that this place exists. It exists. And we are coming to you. If you open yourself up to us, we will culture you. We will begin to show you our culture, even in the kingdom. We will begin to expose you to our realm, our life, the manner of life in there. Even as Christ has sent us to you, we will open you up. 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 We will give you spirit. Spirit upon spirit. More spirit. More spirit. Spirit upon spirit. Upon spirit. Upon spirit. We will give. We will give. So for this purpose. We are teaching you. About the kingdom. For you to know it. Clearly. Understand that it is heavenly. So you can begin to look up. From whence cometh your help. From whence cometh your help. Look up. Look up. Show yourself into the spirit. Move into the spirit. Desire the life in the spirit. Desire the kingdom life. We'll open it up to you. We'll make it clear. We'll make it clear. We'll make it clear. Say the spirit. 
Thank you, our Father. Thank you. Amen. So, I mean, time has gone, so I think I'll just end here. But I guess, you know, part of the thing that I'll just, I'll just, you know, romancing around just some thought here, which is just about the kingdom and knowing what Jesus knew, right? John couldn't enter, but Jesus had insight into the kingdom and he began to teach concerning the kingdom. And Jesus now said to those that he was teaching, I mean, I'm, I, because of time, I'm not going to talk too much because I'm rounding up, but I was going to read verse 5, a bit of verse 5 and then a bit of verse 6, but in verse 7, Jesus then began to talk about entrance, then say, enter ye in at the straight gate. Now, the straight gate is not straight gate. It is straight gate. Straight means narrow. That's what it says. A straight gate, narrow gate, the narrow way. So they're just telling you about they're telling you about natures of of en- the manner of entrance. They're telling you about the pathway of entrance. That see, oh, this there's a reason why it is narrow. Men are fat and big, but for you to enter, they must make you pass through the bed canal to enter, which is what Jesus was talking about. You must be born of water and of spirit to enter into the kingdom. So, but you know, time has gone. I'm not going to talk too much about that. I think I think we've we've entered the thought for today, and I believe the Lord has done what He wants to do. It's more of an impartation, right? And it's not just you know for just that I hear alone. Even for everyone that will listen, yes, whoever listens, however, the Lord will ensure that the grace is imparted for entrance. Amen. That the grace, you know, thank God that we are here. We say we are the first, first partaker, but the Lord has many in mind. As anyone that, that would understand. So, and this thing, most of the time, you just see it as understanding. Now, one of the things that we will begin to see is that we begin to see kingdom differently. Yes. To become clearer in our heart, in our mind, what the kingdom is about. Right? And we will begin to see the spirit of it. Not just the word. Spirit. Begin to see spirit about the kingdom. Begin to enjoy spiritual life that will begin to just give you experience of the kingdom. We will bring it. They, they, are, they are saying it. And I know it's also, there's also in the ministration of angels. Matufini Mika Messiah, right? Ministrations of angels that the Lord would make open upon those that desire to know the kingdom. Those that want, they will begin to, they will, it's, it's an access that they are given. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness today. Just, just thank God for what he's doing. Let's thank him for the impartation of grace tonight. For to open us up in the spirit into God's word. It's, a, it's an opening. It's, I'm pretty sure they've, they've opened something in our heart, in our, in our frame. To allow us to, to flow naturally in the spirit, into the, into the things of the kingdom. Let's just begin to thank God. Batema Seta, Father, we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Salimata, Semanika Sita Variata, Zerineshta Kali Muzanta, Emprazeti, Emprazeti, Mekata, Mekata, Embrozata Vademoshita Barita Nama, Embrazeti Tetelina. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, 
We have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for the impartation of your grace tonight. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. But I will pray that the impartation of your grace tonight will rest upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. That every one of us that have heard your word tonight will not lose out of your word. Will not drop your word. Will not lose this impartation. That this grace will come on an increase. That our spiritual and body will be opened up into the world of the spirit much more. Much more. Much more. Into that world will be opened up more in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you because you have had mercy on us today. And that which you have released for every heart to partake of your blessing. To know about your kingdom much more than we have. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. And as for many as desired to begin to fellowship more with your things spiritually. To begin to fellowship more with the kingdom like that. Lord, that your grace for to open up will be resting on such hearts in the name of Jesus. That they will be opened up to your things spiritually. That they will be opened up more in their spirit. They'll begin to learn more of the fragrance of your kingdom. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. Father, we ask for the outpour of your spirit. Amen. For entrance into the kingdom. Outpour. Pour it. Pour. Pour your spirit. Oh, Master, pour. He said, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. We ask for pouring. Pour. Pour for everyone that is desiring the kingdom and desiring the kingdom life. We ask for outpour of your spirit upon such heart, upon such soul. In the name of Jesus, pour your spirit, pour it, pour it. Let it be poured upon such soul in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, You dwell between the cherubim